Muffets, Esrogim Shapiro, Tokyo, New York. This Sukkot, the Jewish community is facing another challenge, trying to get Lavim and Esrogim. Due to the situation in Egypt, farmers were unable to export the Lavim. On top of that, U.S. Customs are holding thousands of Lavim Hadassim. Let's take a closer look. Well, basically, we start off the season with a short of about three quarter million Lavim that we normally have. Um, the Lavim from Egypt usually give us a nice amount to select from to find some good ones from every batch. Plus also they've been doing it for a really good price and every store would buy them uh, and usually include a lot with a set because it was, it was at a good price. This year we started off knowing that we're not going to have access to that amount of Lavim. So, uh, we had to go and um, get the Lavim from Israel, we had to get from Spain, from Arizona, from different places, and the cost in these places was more much higher. Plus, also, we didn't have a good uh, selection to choose from. So, the, the, the situation with Lavim really, really set us back. Um, then, we also have another situation right now that's actually the middle of happening right now is Hadassim. We have a bunch of the, the um, the economical Hadassim that were held up in customs right now. <laughs> customs workers, uh, I'm sorry, the, um, custom, the, the guys over here in the port uh, found something they didn't like and they're holding a bunch of containers. As a result, we're not getting the cheaper Hadassim and the more expensive ones that have actually came out um, are obviously much more expensive. So, so we're really being hit from all sides this year. It's, uh, it's an interesting year. And tell us a little bit about the differences of the uh, the etrog. You see, you have th there's different prices for each one. What makes something more expensive than uh, what seems to be a ten dollar one and an eighty dollar? All right, so you're, so you're so you're asking the golden question. So basically, we have the tradition that when Moshe Rabbeinu had the first time the mitzvah of lulav uh, etrog, he sent messengers all the way to Calabria, to the region of Calabria in south of Italy. And that's where they chose the etrog. So there's been a tradition for many, many years, for the past two, three hundred years that we that we know about, that's written in history, to actually try and to go back to that region and to specifically seek out the etrogim that come from that region. Now today, obviously, the euro uh, is, is a little more expensive than the dollar. Plus, it's difficult to go and travel to Italy and to go to those places. We have to buy it from the local farmers. And um, we don't always get the most beautiful etrogim uh, from, from that place. Um, versus in Israel, Eretz Israel, thank God there's been a really thriving um, industry of etrogim. They're able to do it for a much cheaper price. And the shekels, obviously, uh, uh, also better versus the dollar, although we don't know how much, how much longer. But um, so the Italian etrogim are much more expensive. And to answer your question about what makes it more expensive um, for, for the specific etrog is that we have a lot of things that are mentioned in the in, in the in halacha about what to look out for uh, in etrog. One of the main things it says is to find something which is beautiful. So definition of beautiful, the, the most famous phrase, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and we've had different opinions about what, what consists of the beauty of that etrog, the hidur, to make it 
nicer throb. And sometimes the emphasis is on the, uh, the way it looks, sometimes it's the emphasis if it's clean, if it has things on it. And um, most people try to find a balance in between the two. So in a trunk that has many of the features of the Hidur, which is a nice shape, which is clean, which is straight, which might have the gartel, the belt in the middle, uh, and a trog that, um, for example, a trog that has the blitot, the bumps, or that has the shikua, where the trog goes in, or that has a nice uh, straight uh, uniform um, stand, goes up like a tower. So all these things really contribute to what makes it a desirable a trog, and something that's much more desirable, many people would like, and obviously that um, plays a role in, in what the price would be. Uh, over here in Brooklyn, in Crown Heights, in the Lubavitch um, uh, community, um, we like to get the, the larger Etro game that has a nicer, it's very wide at the top and sort of tapers down to the bottom. Uh, that's what the Lubavitch Rebbe used to get. And uh, that's something that's more desirable. So if somebody finds a portfolio if somebody finds in a truck that is uh, really really nice and is clean it makes it a very very nice uh, and, and, and costly truck this is not the perfect one but you get the idea of the shape from this truck and what makes it kosher what makes it kosher the first thing we have to check is that it's not grafted so that's only a truck the main the second thing is that it's an atrog and not a lemon, not a grapefruit. Um, a grapefruit or lemon can be flat, can be smooth, it's round. The atrog, like we mentioned earlier, has the bumps, it goes in by the, um, by the, uh, where it grows from the tree. And um, I guess that's the, the, main, the main things that makes the atrog kosher. The other thing is that we sort of follow after it's been picked is that if it had a pitom when it was cut from the tree, so the pitom has to stay intact. If the pitom falls off, then it makes that, it deems it non-kosher because then it becomes incomplete. However, if the pitom falls off when it's on the tree, so then it is considered complete without the pitom and then it's fine, then it's, then, then it's kosher. So that's what... Uh, See, it's a serious situation. Facing individuals, this Sukkot. But we are resilient and we always overcome. This is Aaron Herman, and thank you for watching.